Welcome to the Pharmacy Quality Solutions Quality Corner Show, where we talk quality of healthcare and explore what that actually means. Let's dig into performance measurements, the equipped platform, pharmacy goals, and personal goals. We will also occasionally cover topical healthcare news and maybe throw into the conversation a few of our own nerdy passions and hobbies. So turn us up. The Quality Corner Show starts now. Hello, Quality Corner Show listener. I am Jasmine Perry, and I welcome you to episode 34 of the Quality Corner Show. You may recognize me from our previous episode exploring integration of quality measures into pharmacy curriculum. But if you are unfamiliar with my voice, I am a PharmD student serving as the communications intern with PQS this summer. For today's episode, that does mean that I am serving as the guest host of the show. But rest assured, you'll still be hearing other familiar PQS voices. At the start of the year in episode 13, we discussed personal goal setting and pharmacy goal setting. In a continuation of some of the highlights from episode 13 in January, we have the pleasure of speaking with two very familiar guests, Nick Dorich, Senior Manager, Pharmacy Accounts, and Brittany Boyd, Pharmacy Account Manager here at PQS. Hi, Nick and Brittany. Welcome back to the show. We are excited to talk about goal setting and adjustments we've made to our goals throughout the year. Thanks, Jasmine. Excited to be here. And uh, for me, it's going to be an interesting and fun experience being on the other side of this podcast. Thanks for having me again, Jasmine. Nick? Uh, Nick, I'm actually used to you interviewing me, so I think this is actually going to be great to hear uh, Jasmine follow up with what our podcast would have been from last year. Uh, So this is going to be interesting, getting getting ready to get into it. Well, thank you. It's great to have two of PQS's very own on the show today. So let's get started. In episode 13, we discussed New Year's resolutions and methods to create achievable goals for the year. In our discussion, we focused on achievement goals or goals with measurable outcomes and habit goals goals that are incorporated into routine tasks to achieve longitudinal success. In episode 13, we also discussed using SWOT analysis, strengths, weaknesses, opportunities, and threats to determine appropriate goals that are unique for your pharmacy. In our conversation, our first conversation was imperative to determine goals for this year, but it's also important to measure these goals to determine progress. So can you two explain some methods that you've used to track your goals in 2020? Also, what methods have been successful for you two? Well, for me, tracking my goals are like a grocery list. I usually write them down and then I check it off. The goals I had established for 2020, I had written out with insight based on what I did in 2019 and what I may have not have finished and also fine tuning new expectations that I have set for myself. Once an item is checked off, I feel accomplished. It's like, yes, I did this one thing and I succeeded. Now on to the next. I can say I do not always have the keys to complete the next steps. But having that grocery list for me works and it keeps my wheels turning. Other than my saving money goal that I had set for myself and one that I uh, comically throw around with Nick and others here in the Durham office, another was to start my garden in our new backyard. So recent events, of course, with everything going on has provided me more time at home than what I was previously expected to. I had the opportunity to write out my grocery list related to gardening, got quite a few books, Uh, talked about what plants I wanted to grow during certain times of the year, how to cross grow, what should be placed where, direction to the sun. So similar similar to the SWOT analysis frame of mind we talked about in December, when taking the steps for the garden, I had to use the plan, do, check, and act cycle for the garden. I planned what to grow. My husband and I built a raised garden. I checked the growth of my plants twice a day. And then when things start to grow too big or lean over, we actually put in a trellis to keep them upright. 
So it's proven successful. And since we started back in April, um, I actually now update have about nine banana peppers outside and it's about four or five jalapenos out there growing and a very nice amount of tomatoes. So for those that are close to me here in the Durham office, I'll have a, a bag of fresh vegetables for you guys to pass on over. Brittany, that's a great review of what you've been doing and I'm glad to hear that your garden has been successful so far. That's really exciting. For myself, I'm kind of old fashioned in this regard. Uh, my father is an engineer by training, so he does a lot by spreadsheets. I do the same. I, I picked that up from him. What can I say? So I set goals for tracking and have different spreadsheets to identify progress that is made. This does include some lag measures to see what I'm working on. And I also try to mix up my activities so that I'm not getting too burnt out on any one item. This works for me both at home personally, but also for work and my, my, professional, my professional life. Recently, I also finished reading a book with some colleagues that spoke about the aftermath of winning. Essentially, this describes an effect where you may feel empty after completing a task or a project. Once you hit that goal, there could be some confusion or lack of clarity as to what you do next. My experience has been it's important to keep multiple projects and timelines in motion, but not exactly in parallel. This does come with the risk of multitasking, but if you are designating time for each respective project, then they can be compartmentalized. This may sound contradictory to other suggestions I have given during the course of the podcast, so I'll summarize it real quick. Don't focus on just one project, but also don't focus on too many projects. Find those three to four projects and goals and really work to achieve those items. When some do get achieved and checked off the list, you have to consider what new item comes up to take their place. Nick, I definitely agree with three to four projects. Um, I have definitely taken on too much in the past, and I've also felt pretty empty when accomplishing one task with nothing else to move forward to. So that's great. And hopefully, Brittany, I can get some of your vegetables when we can see each other again after social distancing. So I'll definitely be using these methods to track my goals moving forward. So although we created some awesome goals at the start of the year, 2020 has presented some very interesting challenges that may have impacted or completely changed our goals and our methods to achieve these goals outlined at the start of the year. So COVID-19 has dramatically changed our day-to-day -day lives. And with these obstacles, um, how have you modified your goals in 2020 due to these unforeseen circumstances? And also, how are you both adjusting to continue to work towards your goals? Good question, Jasmine. Um, you know, so we all know that COVID has impacted us all really head on and unexpectedly. I honestly thought that the initial stay at home we had set as an organization would only be for a short amount of time. And of course I was wrong. Uh, my day-to-day -day has drastically changed. My daughter and my husband have been home. I had to transition my workspace and honestly my frame of mind with how I succeed in my new normal. Uh, Nick definitely spoke to it with wanting to multitask or doing a lot at once. Um, and so with that, you have to really kind of transition your focus. So that grocery list that I would have followed, um, you know, is of course at the start of the game, but it's really not how you win. And COVID has kind of been the banana peel, if you have understand the Mario Kart reference, that we can't help but to slip on, right? So in the new normal, new goals have been set. Uh, mine were simply to find a time of peace and quiet in the house. Um, for me, the plan, do, check, and act method still actually has proven to be successful in more than just the gardening techniques, but also with work-related goals just to kind of modify and to get myself back in that frame of focus. Uh, COVID has given me the opportunity to reduce my commute time, but it's also increased my productivity in planning projects, listing out all the details I need to complete, checking off that list for completion, and actually acting on those modifications for success. So even though COVID has required some adjustments and modifications, 
those goals have still been accessible. They've just given me a new way to kind of do it. With the first question, I mentioned working towards primary goals while also having some other goals in the wing that you can elevate when the time is right. This 2020 year and the response with COVID is a great example of having a variety of short, medium, and long-term goals. You need to have a little bit of, of each bucket. Only having short-term goals is not very useful. It's just really a checklist. And while it may be important to, uh, to a quality improvement process, a checklist needs to be something um, that's maintained and that is, uh, is longitudinal for, accept, for success. For a pharmacy, uh, a pharmacist, or for you individually, the opportunity exists to review your goals and to determine if any changes are necessary. That should always be part of the process. It's not a failure of your 2020 goals if you can no longer physically achieve that goal that you started off the year with. I'd also recommend using SMART goals as that's a great technique uh, and can be very applicable. The SMART goals are, it's an acronym that stands for specific, measurable, attainable, relevant, and time-bound. COVID has most definitely had an impact on the elements of attainable, relevant, and time-bound. Specific and measurable could also be impacted depending upon the goal itself. So my summary, review your, review your goals, and if they are not attainable or realistic due to COVID or any other situation that's out of your control, it's sometimes perfectly fine and acceptable to recommend a replacement with them and come up with new goals that are going to be attainable. You always want to have some level of success, but it's important to understand that things may change. So thank you both for your insight. These have been really, really helpful for myself. I know it'll be helpful for our listeners. Um, and thank you just for telling how you have been adjusting due to the challenges with COVID-19. So this year has been really interesting, but with these tips, I'm sure we can make progress. So COVID-19 has dramatically changed day-to-day -day operations for some pharmacies. So we've discussed personal goals and alterations we've made to reach these goals despite challenges, but what are some ways that pharmacies can do the same thing? What are some tips that pharmacies can use to remain goal-oriented while also adjusting to these new challenges? Yeah, thanks for that, Jasmine. Um, so, you know, we, we know that pharmacies have been on the front lines of healthcare prior to the COVID pandemic. And for me, in my experience, uh, pharmacies have always proved to just be resilient. What I've heard from pharmacies during this time is that they continue to be steadfast. They have that same mentality um, of just continuing on to give that highest level of patient care. They've installed plexiglass at pharmacies. We find staff wearing masks and taking other precautions to keep themselves and others safe. And so as the situation continues to change in each state with COVID and other societal issues, pharmacies have to continue to be as resilient as possible. My recommendation to pharmacies would be to continue that and be steadfast in moving forward. And in moving forward comes communication and clarity at what pharmacy is experiencing. So you have the evaluation to know, do we have new patients coming in? Are they requesting deliveries more than they are pickup? Is the staff keeping track of medication management techniques that they have already built and how they can build on them even further? Um, do they have an understanding of how to establish a way to really measure the success at the end of the week or the end of the month? Uh, we actually did put out a blog post um, in regards to establishing that quality champion in the pharmacy. And so that's another good use of being able to communicate with each other. So sharing the comments and considerations with the entire staff and engaging what those goals will be collectively will still provide success as our normal continues to live with us. Community pharmacies have been adapting due to COVID since this all started, but even beyond that, pharmacies have been adapting for a long time. It's one of the oldest professions. There's a phrase which, which, which we have used on the podcast previously, that being necessity is the mother of invention. That's been the daily approach for all healthcare providers, including pharmacists. 
This is a fluid and constantly changing situation. That means it becomes even more important for us to stop, collaborate, and listen so that our work is effectively being managed. Does your pharmacy team have a weekly update to receive feedback from your team members? Does your pharmacy have a weekly update from experts on safety approaches? Does your pharmacy have a weekly communication update so that everyone is up to date on these items? These are all relatively quick updates that should be considered in order to keep your team up to date and engaged with a dynamic time. Finally, I would add that it's important not just to focus on here and now, but also to consider what is coming up on the horizon. The easy example here, how is your pharmacy going to support foot traffic in your store to support flu and or COVID immunizations? We are recording this episode in June, but it's just a few months where pharmacies uh, and the actions that they're taking are going to be very different due to flu, immunizations, normal dispensing, and uh, count, uh, counseling operations, COVID-related care, and even Medicare open enrollment uh, that could all be coming around the same time. If you are only addressing these items when we get to August or September, you're actually putting your pharmacy behind the curve. Start having these conversations here and now. Try to have some designated time to consider changes and consider how you can update your pharmacy so you can manage these changes well in advance. This year has challenged pharmacies in new ways, but I'm sure that with innovation and the tips presented by you both, our listeners will make progress toward their goals, both personally and professionally. It's been awesome having you two today on the show. Um, we appreciate you both sharing your insight into goal setting and how to effectively adjust to challenges. I'd love to interview you two on another episode in the future. Um, do you both care to leave our audience with a few final tips or comments? Absolutely, Jasmine. It's been good to be on with you today as well. Uh, it's nice to be on the other side of it again, have a different person there interviewing. I'm used to it being Nick Doris that's doing most of the grilling. Uh, so it's been good to answer our thoughts with you today. Um, my final thoughts and comments would come as inspiration from our great CEO, Jeff Newell, and that is to be bold. Uh, Jeff encourages our team to think ahead, consider bigger, and to be bolder. So what better time to do that when your goals are being challenged with the pandemic right in front of you and your patients are looking to you for help? As pharmacy health educators on the front line, the patients will continue to come in with those questions and considerations for how they should continue to live their lives. What should they do next? Uh, so be bold in that response. Consider those alternatives, but continue to remain resilient. Um, and when all else fails, plan, do, check, act. Uh, it's proven successful, um, not just identifying a quality champion, but also in my garden. Um, so that's something that you guys can do for yourself and for the pharmacy staff to keep pushing forward. I love Brittany's comments. And there's a particular part around remaining resilient that I think is really important. It's, and it's important for all healthcare providers, that being making sure that you take care of yourself. Uh, my, myself speaking as someone who is a pharmacist, many of us got into healthcare to help others. And many of us are people, uh, people persons. Uh, we, we want to really be helping others in, in ways that go beyond just what the job description is. That really shows its impact during a pandemic and when people are most seeking health advice or guidance from their pharmacist or others. But please do not forget to take care of yourself, those others in your immediate family, um, your own mental health, and your own progress. Think about how you can set aside some time to give yourself a mental break or how to have some of your own development for your personal or professional life. Certainly, everyone is dealing with high stress, and that can manifest in many different ways. So while it's good we're helping people, make sure we take care of ourselves um, so that we can continue to do so. Uh, also, don't try to compare or judge your personal experience versus others. 
Um, everybody's dealing with different circumstances and, and we don't always see how that, how that's done. Um, continue your good work, take care of yourself, take care of those around you, um, and, and just continue to do that. Thank you both. Um, I really love Nick's answer about taking care of yourself. It's really important to set goals, but it's also really important to have self-care. Um, so Brittany, I will be making that grocery list for my goals. Um, and I do expect some vegetables when we get back to the office. So we would like to thank our listeners for tuning into another episode of the Quality Corner Show. We hope this episode has been helpful and will aid you in adjusting your goals established at the start of this year. Today's conversation has been really amazing, and it looks like it's time for us to close out our show for today. Our team here at PQS has a couple of favors to ask you, our podcast listener. First, we encourage you to share this podcast with two friends, because if you share with two friends and each of them shares with two more friends, it really helps us hit a large listening audience. Second, we also want to take a moment to remind you to subscribe to the podcast wherever you may find it. And then if you have any questions or topics you would like for us to address, please contact us. The best way to do so is via email at info at Let us know what's on your mind and what we can address so that you're fully informed. Our goal is to continuously improve our podcast content and to provide meaningful information to our listeners based on current topics in healthcare, technology, and quality measurement. We want to help you become as effective as possible and how you care for your patients and improve public health outcomes. So until next time, we wish you well.